Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mishnah's Erevin, Perak Ches, beginning the 8th Perak with Mishnah 1 and Mishnah 2. How do you make a communal Erev Tchumen? Uh, that is to say, how can it be that the, the leaders of the city or someone in the city can make an Erev Tchum at the edge of the city and do it in a way so that other members of the city who need the Erev Tchum can take advantage of it? How do you make a communal Erev Tchumen? You take a barrel. You don't necessarily need a barrel, but that's just a common, uh, common utensil they had back then. This is for everyone in the city who may need it. For anyone who needs to go to a house of mourning or to a, a, to a wedding. Now, obviously not, not an actual wedding, but some sort of, or because um, you're not getting married on Shabbos, but some sort of uh, function that would require, um, a, a, that surrounds the wedding, maybe it's the meal of the wedding, Shabbos went to the uh, wedding, which takes place in the Erev Shabbos. Now, why are these two examples? So, the mission is telling us that we don't make an Erev Tchum just because. There has to be a mitzvah reason, which then allows us to make an Erev Tchumim. Then the Mishnah says, now, so a person again stands at the, the border of the city and makes his Erev Tchum and says, anyone who wants, call, call, anyone who wants can come. And so long as members of that city or those who need it, while it's still daytime, say, I want to take part in this, I want to have a part in this, Mutter, they now, that becomes their new Erev. It's effective for them. But if the person realizes only one Shabbos begins, oh, wait, I should have extended the Tchum. Then it's too late. You can't say, "Oh, I'm just going to rely on the tchum that was set up by the uh, the mayor of the city." Shane Mariv because you don't make an Arab once it gets dark. Okay, Mishnah Beis is going to have a lot of math, and we're going to just gloss over it. You're welcome to go and look and try to do the math yourself, but we, we'll just try to get the main concepts. Kamahushiro, how much uh, must one have, or what is the minimum amount of food one needs for the Arab tchum in order for it to be an effective Arab tchum? As in to say that I'm shifting my place of le- residence my place of lodging, now to the boundary of the Tchum. You need to have enough for two meals for each person relying on it. Diver of Meir. Meir says, but enough food for a weekday meal, not a Shabbos meal. No, enough food for a Shabbos meal and not a weekday meal. And actually, both of them were trying to give a more lenient position. Ramirez said a weekday meal is probably smaller because it's not as enjoyable, where Shabbos meals are nice, it's big. Now you have chillin, and you have kugel, and you have gishka, and you have gefilte fish, and whatever else you have in Shabbos, where you're eating like three mains, and four sides, and three courses, it's a lot more than the weekday. And therefore he says all you need is to, to be, all, all that's efficient in order to have an Erev uh, Tuchum that works is the muzzin of a week, the weekday meal. Ramirez says no. On Shabbos, you eat less because your meals are spread out over three meals, whereas during the week you're only eating two meals. And therefore, Yehuda says that therefore all you need is a Shabbos meal in order for it to be effective. Comes along Yochim and Breka. Yochim and Breka Omer. How, how much, if you're using a loaf of bread, so how do you establish what exactly is the amount you need? Says, this is what he says. You have to have enough that, each, that the loaf is enough that you can use a punyon, which is a, a, a small coin, when when uh, there are four saw can be, when when four saw of wheat can be purchased for a cellar. Meaning to say that it needs the equivalent of six eggs worth of of uh, six kibetzim of, of of bread. Again, you can go do the math. Shimon says no, the portion of each person is two thirds of a loaf when three loaves of bread are made from a kav of wheat. Okay, and that's his position, which comes out to um, um, slightly less than Riochim and Breka. So what emerges is you have um, 
it's two different various sheetas when it comes to how much how, how big it has to be. And then the Mishnah is going to tell us here are other areas in Halacha where the size of bread is relevant. One is Kadeh Achilles Pras, which uh, a phrase you may be familiar with means the amount of time it takes to eat a loaf of bread. That's the amount of time for things, says our Mishnah. Again, we're not going to get into the more halachic aspects of that are halachal ma'isa, such as perhaps making a bracha or how fa- how how uh, quickly you ha- or not so quickly you have to eat your matzah in. But our Mishnah says amanuga that when it comes to entering a house that is a house of tsaras, the person becomes tummy not immediately when they enter, as uh, analogous or similar to a, if they went into under a ol with a mace, a uh, building with a dead body in it. But rather, you have to be in there for the amount of time it takes to consume half a loaf of bread. So again, depending on if you're uh, your Rav Yochum and Breaker of Shimon, it's going to be either six eggs, a um, six kibbutz in the loaf, or Rav Shimon, which is half of an eight egg loaf. Okay, the chazi the chazi the chazi of sulas gavia. Similarly. Although uh, food does not convey tumah to a person, Chazal tell us that if a person has half of half of a loaf, again, so it's a quarter, either of a six-egg loaf or eight-egg loaf, depending if you're Yochum and Breaker of Shimon, so then that will make a person possible for, for truma, as in if they consume food that's tummy, although technically from the perspective of the rice, they're not tummy, once they consume that amount, they now become ineligible to consume truma, and that's the Rabbanon. I wish you all a wonderful day.